Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Jordana Levine, and you're listening to the Inspired Table Podcast. Each week, you'll be led down an inspired path of curiosity as I chat to some of my favorite soul-centered folk about the things that inspire me daily in the hope that some of that juicy inspiration will rub off on you. So pour yourself your favorite cuppa and take a seat at my table. I promise you'll leave happier, healthier, and bursting with inspiration. Welcome, one and all, to the very first episode of the Inspired Table podcast. This has been such a long time coming. For me, last year, 2015, was the year that I fell head over heels in love with podcasts. I listen to them when I'm walking, exercising on the bus, when I'm cleaning the house, cooking dinner, doing the laundry. I sound like such a domestic goddess I'm not um if you're not familiar with who I am and what I do I'll just give you the super lightning fast version I am the creator of the inspired table you can find me over at www.theinspiredtable.com.au Um, And it's basically a blog and a business that focuses on healing people's complicated relationship with food and living life more mindfully. I am a certified health coach, a professional recipe developer, a passionate writer, and a heartfelt speaker who believes that life should constantly inspire and nourish you. I started this podcast because during my 2015 podcast obsession, I felt particularly drawn to podcast interviews like that of um, Jonathan Fields and Tim Ferriss. And as a journalist, and in particular a writer, I love how podcasts offer a certain level of intimacy and expression that I feel I can't always convey purely through the blog or, you know, through magazine feature articles. And in essence, I guess this particular podcast series is a little bit of a selfish exploration into the things that not only inspire me, but that I'm curious about the stories, concepts and experiences that interest me. And I guess the fabulous flow on effect of that is that they interest and inspire you too. So without further ado, let's hop into the first episode with a real inspirational doozy. I was blessed to catch up with the gorgeous Melissa Ambrosini just as her brand new book, Mastering Your Mean Girl, hit stores. And during this interview, we dive deep into what it takes to tame that voice in our heads, aka your mean girl, and focus on how truly mastering her can help heal and build your relationship with food and in turn yourself. 
And if you're familiar at all with my work, you'll know that building a healthy relationship with food is a big part of what I do. And I was very keen to find out Melissa's point of view on this and how um, tackling our ego can help build this relationship. So um, this interview is a goodie and I can't wait for you to take it all in. Enjoy. Rosini, welcome to the Inspired Table, gorgeous. Thank you so much for having me, darling. I'm really excited. Oh, I'm so excited that you're here and I'm so thrilled to kick off this podcast series, not only with your gorgeous self, but also um, exploring some of the themes that we're going to be chatting about today. But um, before we dive in, I like to kick things off by getting guests to introduce themselves to the listeners. So let's start with who is Melissa Ambrosini? Gosh, so much. (laughs) I will try and distill it into a couple of sentences. Um, What I do for work, in inverted commas, is I'm an author, a speaker, and I create epic online programs and products to inspire women to become wildly wealthy, fabulously healthy, and bursting with love. Sounds amazing. (laughs) All sounds good to me. Yep. Fantastic. Now, I have in my hot little hands your brand new book, Mastering Your Mean Girl. And I just have to say, it is so beautiful. You have done such an amazing job. Thank you so much. Yeah, I really wanted it to be really beautiful and a reflection and representation of my work that I already put out. Yeah, fantastic. So, you know, I, I guess it I guess it's sort of like a little collection of, of the work that you've done leading up to this point, right? Exactly. Everything I've learned, everything, all of my experiences, um, working one-on-one with clients and in my own life and, um, yeah, everything that I've learned all put into this beautiful book. Beautiful. So let's let's sort of familiarise people um, with the concepts that you that you discuss in the book. I guess by starting with, um, you know, what what is a mean girl? Who is a mean girl? So the mean girl is that egoic, fear based voice inside your head. So some people refer to it as the ego, the inner critic the voice, whatever, whatever, you you know, some people call it Alfred, (laughs) whatever you want to call it. For me, the words mean girl really resonate because she is me. She is the voice that says you're not pretty enough, you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not successful enough, you're not working hard enough, you're a piece of crap, you know, whatever. And we've all got that voice inside our head. I don't care who you are or where you come from. Everyone has that voice. Yes, to differ- it's, it's differing degrees of loudness, but we all have that voice. And my mission is to help women master that voice inside their head so that they can live from a place of love and not fear. Yeah, beautiful. And I mean, look, we do we do all have that voice in our head, and I guess that there are different things that um, over time create create that voice, right? Like, you know, yes. the media, our family, our peers. Yep. 
that is sort of yeah different experiences you know you could have your heart broken and you then your mean girl latches onto that story and tells you that you're now unlovable or you you know get accumulate debt and you then tell yourself that you're never going to get out of it you know there's so many different life experiences that happen that we then tell ourselves and they then become our reality but that's not the truth of who we are yeah absolutely so what's your what's your personal experience with your main girl oh gosh um she many years ago she was extremely loud and you know volume 10 with a very heavy bass and she told me all sorts of things you know from you're not you're not lovable and you're not good enough and you're not thin enough and you're not pretty enough and you're not this enough you're not working hard enough and you're not happy you won't be happy until you've got x y and z and it was a really hard place to be in and It wasn't until I hit rock bottom about six years ago, and I share this story in my book, but I hit rock bottom and I was so unhappy and so unwell and I had depression and was dealing with panic attacks and anxiety and an eating disorder and I ended up in hospital with a whole host of health issues. Uh, But when I got, when I landed in hospital, I realized that I had constantly been living from a place of fear. Like every decision in my life was from that fearful place. You know, oh, don't do that because that might happen or, you know, don't spend that money because what if you run out and don't trust that person because they did this to you. And every decision, don't eat that because you'll get fat. Um, You know, every decision was from that fear-based place as opposed to love. Yeah. And I guess, I guess, recognizing recognizing it while you're in it can be one of the hardest things for people, right? Totally, like I, totally. And it's not of, it's often not until there's hindsight that you go, oh wow, okay, I see that. You know, that was why I was acting that way, and that's why my life panned out that way in that moment. Um, But even though when I was in hospital and that was the darkest and hardest point of my entire life, like it was seriously rock bottom. I was so unhappy and so unwell. And, you know, the doctors plonked this whole tray of medications in front of me and were like, you've got to take these drugs indefinitely. And I was like, you know what, that's actually not good enough for me. Like I'm going to, I'm going to sort this out myself. And even though that was the hardest point in my life, there was this tiny, 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 like the top of a pin, tiny glimmer of hope. Like there was this tiny glimmer of, it was almost like this like surrender or hope that, if I turn this around, I'll, I'll live a life beyond my wildest dreams. Yeah. And for the first time, I felt what surrender it actually felt like. I let go of battling with my main girl and I just completely surrendered. Mm. And I think, look, I think surrender is one of the hardest things for people, especially, especially in this day and age where 
we all run on a schedule and we all have a little bit of, you know, control freak in us <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and we're um, trying to control the outcome of everything. So, so to think that, you know, sitting back and surrendering into the moment could create an outcome of its own seems like quite a foreign concept to people. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, we're constantly surrendering and letting go and surrendering and letting go. And it's a, it's a moment-to-moment practice, a daily practice, you know, just continuously letting go, continuously letting go of what is no longer serving you because you don't want to carry around your junk into the future with you. You don't want to carry around these old fearful stories in your spiritual backpack because it weighs you down. So it's like constantly shedding, 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 letting go, letting go, letting go, letting go all the time. You want to make sure you're showing up to each moment full, whole and present, not with some baggage from the past. Yeah. And I guess I guess the goal here is to not reach rock bottom you know we we don't all have to reach rock bottom to um come to these realizations and have that awakening moment i guess the goal is to deal with to deal with your ego and your mean girl now to to prevent that absolutely and lots of people have said that to me they have said do i have to end up in hospital or (laughs) you know like you do i have to get a diagnosis or like a marriage breakup or an accident and i'm like no girlfriend absolutely not all all it takes is a willingness deep within yourself to honor and love yourself so much that's all it takes and you can't force that upon someone they have to come to that realization and that place within themselves when they're ready yeah absolutely so you discuss you discuss a lot in the book um this idea of choosing love over fear Mm -hmm. so can you can you give us some examples of a situation where um it would it would feel quite natural to maybe choose choose the fear when when we really could be shifting our perspective and, and choose love. Oh my goodness! Well, I believe that in every single moment you have one of two choices: love or fear. Not fifty. And I know a lot of people, especially us ladies, we can sometimes feel like, oh my gosh, like I don't know what to do. There's like can sometimes feel like there's fifty decisions in our head that we have to make, but there's not. It's just only two: love or fear. And I see it a lot actually with the younger girls, um, particularly in terms of peer pressure you know they they want to live their best life and say all their friends are going out partying drinking and doing drugs and they are kind of torn they still want to hang out with their friends and they still want to go out and have a dance but they don't want to drink and trash their body and I always say to them look if you want to go do something like that go but go from go because you are bursting with love to go go because you want to have fun with your girlfriends you want to dance your bum bum off you want to you know let your hair down don't go out of fear of missing out don't Mm. go because you're scared they won't invite you next time don't go because you're scared of what they'll say about you behind your back like everything that you do do because you are bursting with love to do it and same with you know if you're going to eat the chocolate cake eat it and love every moment of it and savor it and have an experience with it like really talk to it like look at these flavors and the colors (laughs) and oh my god like someone have 
an intimate moment with the chocolate cake. Don't eat it thinking, I shouldn't be doing this, I shouldn't be doing this, I shouldn't be doing this. Oh my God, did you see the size of your ass in the mirror this morning? Shouldn't be doing this. If you're going to eat it with that in your mind, do not eat it. But if you can eat it with nothing but love in your mind and your heart, then go for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, You know, a big part of the work that I do and the philosophies behind the Inspired Table is, you know, building this healthy relationship with food and recognizing that having a healthy relationship with food and having a healthy diet can be two very different things. Yes, you know, um, so much of us, so many of us have, you know, all this stress and the anxiety that comes with eating well all of the time. Mm-hmm. And if we can sort of go back to this idea of love, like you call it, and nourishing our bodies and nurturing our bodies rather than eating this healthy food out of fear of what will happen if we don't. Mm then we're sort of on the path to improving that relationship. So I know you have a chapter in the book where you discuss this idea of having a healthy relationship with food. Um, How do you think our main girl comes into that? Oh, my gosh, especially for the feminine. Like, us ladies, this is a perfect opportunity for your main girl to run wild. Mm. You know, especially for, for me, like, I had have a past with disordered eating and for me it's like that is such a sore point for for my main girl and she it's an old bruise and she will push on it um and you're exactly right like eat you know i eat organic nourishing whole beautiful food because i love the way it makes me feel and i actually love it i don't ever eat this going oh i'm missing out or oh you know, I wish I was eating a burger. No way in the world. Like I eat because I love myself so much and I want to nourish my beautiful temple. Um, it's so important and we have to be really mindful of the dialogue our mean girl is telling us around food and we've got to really make peace with that, really come to a place of love when we are putting every bite into our mouth every single thing that enters our mouth you know should be from a place of love for ourselves our beautiful temple if you ate like that then everything will start to shift but so many people don't they're eating you know restricting and limiting themselves and then binging and it's just it's a very detrimental cycle to get into yeah absolutely and you know you can't underestimate the impact that guilt and stress has on the body Mm, that's exactly right exactly right and um there was this one time actually i have a a story i want to share with you one of my ex-partners and i used to love going to this restaurant in bondi and um he would always order this thing called the chocolate pot and this one time he ordered it and I had some and the whole time I was like I shouldn't be eating this I shouldn't be eating this I shouldn't be eating this oh you're gonna regret this it's gonna make you feel sick and it had gluten dairy sugar everything in it and I was like shouldn't be eating this shouldn't be eating this shouldn't be and not only did I feel really sick I actually went home couldn't sleep that night and was on the toilet all night um and then I went back, you know, a couple months later and he said to me, "What will you try and experiment with me? And I was like, yep, you know, I'm very open to all these sorts of things. And he said to me, I 
I'm going to order you the chocolate pot. And before you go to your head, stay here, present with me. Do not go to your head. Stay here. Stay here. I want you to eat it with nothing but love. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. So, I, you know, we just kept on talking and they put it down in front of us. And he was like, stare at it. Look at it. Smell it. You know, lick a little bit. What it, you know? And I was literally having a love affair with this chocolate pot. I was like, oh, my <laughs> gosh. Like, the flavor and we just had this full-on conversation I was like did you get that taste like and then he's like you know does it taste a little bit hazelnutty to you and I'm like yes and then like I get this almondy taste and he's like yeah me too and we had this full-on effect guess what I left not a single tummy ache nothing yeah and you know the, for me that was like proof in the pudding like there was exactly <laughs> literally same, you know there, it was the exact same recipe they had not changed anything you know and I just left and I was like you know the power is all in the mind you can be eating all the green sal- sal- uh, the green salads the kale smoothies dry body brushing doing meditation oil pulling and doing yoga until the cows come home but if you haven't mastered your main girl then you're wasting your time and your money you've got to sort out the mind stuff first then everything else will flow a lot more effortlessly absolutely i couldn't agree with you more um so what kind of actions then do you think that people can start making today or is this a process is this something you know that takes a while to master how do we how do we start mastering that mean girl in this moment you can absolutely start right now and i'm there's two ways that you can do it you can buy my book and it's the first way the second thing is I have a, a little three-step mastering your mean girl method I like to call it it's a little three-step process and the first step is awareness become aware of the things that she's telling you because once you are aware you cannot unknow what you already know once you have shone light on something it is no longer dark so get acquainted with your main girl sit down write down everything that she says to you and become aware of what she's saying to you and we all have you know probably five really common ones like five ones that really sting so um get really familiar with them know what they are so that when they pop up you can go ah there she is again the second thing is gently closing the door on her so there's a lot of spiritual texts that talk about killing the ego and smashing the ego and it's definitely not about that it's about becoming besties with her and mastering her and you know she's always going to be there we've all got an ego it's always going to be there we just want her to be on mute no longer on volume 10 with a very heavy bass we want her on mute she's still there but she's not running the show yeah, I think I think that's really important as well because when people feel like they can't shut her down, then they instantly feel like they've failed. Yes. You know, it's exactly. the same it's the same kind of concept, you know, with meditation. It's like, "Oh no, I'm thinking I have thoughts. I failed at this exercise." But it's just it's just the quietening, isn't it? It's just toning it down or or um sort of yeah, becoming friends with her. Exactly. And lots of people will, when they're very new to my work, they might come to me and say that. They'll say, I can't banish my mean girl. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I I never said anything about banishing Mm. ever. Like nothing. No, no, no. You're not going to get rid of her. No. You're going to learn how to master her. And then you are going to be in control, not her. You are going to be in the driver's seat. She's going to be sitting in the back seat just on mute. 
you are not going to let her run the show. So it's not about killing, it's not about banishing, it's just about learning how to master her, making, like, become besties with her. Mm. So the second step is gently closing the door on her. So imagine it like an annoying salesperson comes knocking on your door, that's like your mean girl, you don't want to invite them in and have a sleepover with them and let them stay around for two months sleeping in your bed and wearing your clothes. You're going to just say thank you, but no thank you, and gently close the door on them. Same with your main girl. She pops up because the first step is awareness. You're aware of what she says. Maybe it's your thighs are ginormous and you shouldn't have eaten that chocolate cake last night, whatever it is. Um, you can gently close the door on that thought. And then the third thing is choosing love instead. So in that moment where you are aware of what she's saying, you've gently closed the door on her, you have one of two choices. You can either stay in fear and struggle and suffer and go, you're right, oh my God, and play the victim and have a pity party for yourself. Or you can go, you know what, thanks, but no thanks, mean girl. I'm going to go and choose love instead because that's my birthright and it's way more fun. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I love that. And you know what, like struggling... You know, I played the victim for so many years. I sat in Struggle City. I hired the penthouse in Struggle City, and I hung out there for so long. It was expensive. I took out a mortgage. It was really boring, and I just got... I'm, like, I'm over it. Like, I... Life is short. It's here to be lived and enjoyed, and I just can't be bothered with Struggle City. I don't want to go there anymore. No, absolutely. And I mean, this filters through all aspects of our life, doesn't it? I mean, we've, we've spoken about health, but you also touch on the, you know, the concepts of, um, you know, being wildly wealthy and having meaningful relationships with people as mm. well. Absolutely. It's, um, it, if you master your mingle, it will drip feed out into every area of your life. And it's, it'll blow your mind. It'll, you will start to live the, a life beyond your wildest dreams. And I know that sounds woo-woo, but you really will. Is that what you feel like you're doing? Definitely. Yeah. Like, I literally wake up every day and I'm excited. I'm excited for the possibilities. Like, I feel like it's a blank canvas and I'm like, oh, goody, okay, what can I create today? Who can I meet? Who am I going to run into? What conversations am I going to have? Like, what is this day going to unfold? And I wake up every day and I'm so excited to start my day. I really am. Like, I jump out of bed and I'm really excited to start my day. I love my life. I have a beautiful life and I have an an amazing husband and I love what I do and I'm, I, yeah, I just feel like now I wake up every Every day, and I'm bursting with love. I'm excited to start my day. I can't wait to see what unfolds. But there was definitely a time in my life where I didn't want to wake up. Like, I did not want to wake up. I just was so unhappy and depressed. And the doctors were just saying, Nothing's wrong with you. Here's more drugs. Here's more antidepressants. And that's not a way to live, I feel, anyway. Well, it's not a fun way to live. No, absolutely, and I agree with you. And I think the thing, you know, with any sort of um, personal development concept or self-love concept is that we have to sort of be realistic in the fact that once, once you learn the concept, nothing's going to change unless you action it, and it's something that you may have to address every single morning when you wake up. 
Absolutely. It's a moment-to-moment practice. And don't get me wrong, uh, I still have a man girl and I still have to master her every single day. Don't you worry about that. I'm not proclaiming to be enlightened. I still have fears pop up, but I am just quicker and quicker at catching them and then returning back to love. I have flexed that muscle so strong now. I've taken it to the gym every day that... I no longer sit in Struggle City and, you know, for, for weeks and months and years on end, I, I'm able to quickly get back to that place of love and joy faster than I used to. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. I often talk about this idea of, you know, measuring our comeback rate and, you know, we, we may fall off the, the wagon every single day, but mm. the faster that we get back up... Mm-hmm. the easier it becomes. Oh, my gosh, of course. And, like, you know, think of yourself as a little six-year-old girl or a little six-year-old boy and, you know, you're learning how to ride a bike for the first time. If you fell off your bike you and you were the adult looking down at your six-year-old self, you wouldn't say, oh, you stupid idiot. Like, oh, just give up. You'd say, all right, darling, that's okay. Let's hop back up and give it another go. But, you know, as we get older, we kind of fall down or stuff up or make a mistake or, you know, something. And and we just speak to ourselves like we are a piece of crap. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, changing, it's changing the conversation with yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So, honey, what is in the pipelines? What's next? Well, um, I have a book tour in February 2016. We're going all around Australia, um, spreading the message of Mastering Your Mean Girl, and that's going to be really, really fun. And then it launches in March globally. So I'm going to be heading over to New York and LA and I'll be doing some events over there and different things over there to promote the book, which will be really, really fun. Um, So yeah, you know, this is my first book and I'm just birthing it into the world um, with love and hoping that it gets into the right female's hands that need it yeah beautiful beautiful so if people want to get in touch with you what's the best way to do that well you can get the book at masteringyourmeangirl.com and you can get all the other goodies that i have there you can just check that out or if you'd like to find out about other things that i have going on different events and programs and what i'm up to and things like that you can come to melissaambrosini.com and check out that and then I'm on all social media you can play with come play with me on Instagram on Facebook and Twitter and all those fun little social media channels um yeah come say hi I would love to meet you one of my favorite things in the entire world is connecting with people especially like new people I love hearing stories and meeting people and I love those conversations where you meet someone and then you walk away and you go oh my god that was the best ever (laughs) and then you know or you meet up with a girlfriend and you leave and you go you write them a text going I effing love the crap out of you and then they write back I love the crap out of you too you know I love connecting with people and just being real and authentic and having those open honest conversations so come and say hi and 
Hopefully I get to hug you and meet you in person as well. Yeah, beautiful. I will share all of those details in the show notes. So if anybody wants to get in touch with Melissa, they can. Um, Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been so beautiful. And like I said, this book is amazing. It really is. It's so, I mean, it's full of amazing content, but visually it's just really special. You guys have done a really good job. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's it's very pretty. I love it. It's yeah. really beautiful. And I've put lots of inspo actions in there after each little section because, like you said before, I didn't want it to be another self-help spiritual book where you just read and you get inspired and you make some shifts for a week and then, you know, you don't do nothing about it. I really wanted you, the reader, to have an experience with what I was talking about and be able to implement it in that moment so they have an they have an opportunity to do that after every little section in the book yeah gorgeous i think that's so important yes yeah beautiful all right well thanks honey and um good luck with everything thank you darling enjoyed this episode make sure you head on over to the blog www.theinspiredtable.com.au leave me a comment i've got all the show notes there as well so any links that we talked about during the episode you'll find there Um, in the meantime if you're looking for a little bit of inspiration before next week's episode airs you can find me over on instagram Um, my handle is at the inspired table or over on facebook Until then, I hope you have an inspirational week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.